Welcome to Demolition News Radio. I'm your host, Mark Anthony. The show you're about to hear was originally broadcast as a video live stream on the evening of Tuesday, the 10th of November, 2020. It tells the story behind a story about a UK demolition company that may or may not have gone into receivership. At the time of recording this podcast version of the show, we still don't know the outcome. And so, while we cling to the vague hope that the story will prove to be untrue, the name of the company is not mentioned. But the signs don't look good. If anything, today, the signs actually look worse. The website of the company in question is now offline entirely, and emails to the company are just bouncing back. I can only hope that this is purely a technical issue, and not further evidence that the UK demolition sector has lost another of its number in what has been a truly horrendous year. The show begins right after this. The right cover at a fair price. At Amicus Insurance Solutions, we look after hundreds of contractors and have a team who have helped many demolition contractors for many years. One of our specialists, Shane, has guested on Demolition TV and genuinely loves helping people. We look after some well-known demolition companies and work closely with specialist A-rated insurers to bring you the right cover at very competitive premiums. We take time to understand the methods you use to ensure there are no misinterpretations. For a frank conversation, please call Shane Pace on 0208-773-5384 or email shane.pace at amicus-insurance.com. So late on Friday, I received a tip-off that a demolition contractor here in the southeast of England had called in the receivers. Um, It's a a, a kind of phone call that's become all too familiar recently. Um, The phone call arrived out of hours, and as we were going into the weekend, I I just had no way of verifying the tip-off. So first thing yesterday morning, I was back on the case. Uh, While I was desperately trying to clarify whether this was a true story or just a rumour, I had another call that just seemed to confirm the sad truth. But as a journalist, that wasn't enough. Um, Writing about the demise of of a company and the potential loss of jobs is bad enough. But to do so without all the facts and in the presence of of even the slightest doubt makes matters even worse. And I needed confirmation. So I spent a large part of yesterday on the phone and I've now done the same again today. all of the familiar signs are there. A call to the company in question rings straight through to voicemail and to a message that says the office is unmanned. Take it from me, having made that phone call so many times now, that's never a good sign. The company apparently works from a serviced office, so like the dogged, determined journalist that I am, I rang another organisation based at the same address. They confirmed also that the office was currently unmanned. I went online and found that one of the company's former employees has just changed his LinkedIn status from employed to self-employed. That's also an indication that all is not well, but it still wasn't the confirmation that I needed. In fact, at the time of broadcasting, that confirmation still hasn't materialised. Yet everything, everything points to a sad truth that the demolition sector has lost another of its number. 
This year has already seen the loss of Fourth Demolition back in March, and more recently McFletch and S. Fallon and Sons. The loss of another demolition company would make 2020 the worst for the UK demolition industry since the very darkest days of the last recession. And there's still another six or so weeks of the year left to go. I'm hoping that the latest story isn't true. The tales of the demise of this company are premature, that they're misplaced, or they're merely mischief-making among rival demolition companies. That this is one of those rare cases where there's lots of smoke, but absolutely no fire. Sadly, I don't think that's the case. I don't have enough reliable information to allow me to run the story, but in my heart of hearts and in my journalistic gut, I know it's true. I was speaking to one of my friends about this very subject earlier today, and I was trying to be optimistic to place a positive spin upon what appears to be a very negative situation. This is the circle of life, I explained to my friend. This might, and I emphasise the word might, mark the end of one demolition company. But the death of that company might nourish many more as former employees take their expertise to rival firms. There's every possibility that from the ashes, a totally new company, a totally new demolition company will rise. And who knows? Maybe this will spawn the next Kelpbrae, the next Erith, or the next Squib Group. I'd love to think that's the case, that the eel wind of bad news for one company might blow some good news into one or more others. But will it? It's tough out there at the moment. Times are already challenging, and the current COVID lockdown is making matters significantly worse. All of that will unquestionably cloud the recruitment landscape now and in the foreseeable future. That's not the only reason that this news, if it turns out to be news, couldn't have come at, the, at a worse time. As, as I'm recording this and as I'm broadcasting this, Christmas Day is 45 days away. That's an expensive time of year a time that tradition dictates we, we each demonstrate our generosity to our family and our friends and our loved ones. It's also a time when recruitment largely grinds to a halt. So those employees that find themselves unemployed today, through no fault of their own, now have just a few short weeks to find alternative employment. If they don't, there's a very real possibility that some of those people will be facing a period of unemployment that could actually extend into the new year. There is a bit of me that still clings to the hope that the story is untrue, that I'll receive a call that proves I've wasted the past three days chasing the proverbial wild goose. As it stands this evening, I fear that 2020 has claimed another victim, that the demolition brotherhood has just lost one of its number. I've been wrong before, a lot, Anybody that reads Demolition News will tell you I've been wrong a lot. I just hope I'm wrong again. <laughs>